Welcome to the Harmony Perspective, where we talk about real people facing real issues and the hope of a real Savior. And we're back. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Harmony Perspective. And I say we like I've been here before. I think it's funny that you said we're back because I'm not sure anybody knew that we left. Uh, so <laughs> we are glad to be back. I'm Patrick Roddy, uh, pastor at Harmony Baptist Church here with uh, Jason Hancock and TJ Austin, our associate pastor. Uh, looking forward to getting back into this with you guys. You may notice a voice is missing, and that's Ben Wynn. We have put our money where our mouth is in this desire to make disciples of all people in all places to the glory of God. And so Ben has stepped out of harmony. We have sent him and 21 others to plant City Hope Church in Rock Hill, South Carolina. We hope to have him on some as a guest, but right now planting this church, getting ready to launch January 8th. So if you are in the Rock Hill area listening, we'd love for you to jump on and uh, go and be a part of that. City Hope Church at 742 North North Anderson Road. We'll miss Ben, but we have been able to to bring Jason in and just look forward to him being a part of what we're doing here on the Harmony Perspective. Humbled and, and, and excited to be here and, and be able to, to go on this journey with you guys and, and see us uh, get the Harmony Perspective going again in season two. And uh, so today we are here at the uh, beginning of 2023, where Again, coming around to the first of the year, a lot of folks like to talk about their New Year's resolutions. TJ, what uh, what, what what are you doing for resolutions in twenty three? Really, haven't even thought about resolutions too much yet. Um, I've got a lot of stuff going on, moving into a new house, moving out of the old house, and and everything else. So it feels like everything's been chaos. My New Year's resolution is to get things back in order and to. Uh, kind of find a schedule that that will be solid again instead of the fluctuation of life um i think finding a balance is very important life-wise ministry-wise uh spirituality-wise everything because uh i've got three kids between those three kids and their schools ministry and everything else going on uh it's easy to get things out of balance i'm either spending too much time uh in ministry or not enough time in ministry or out of the Bible, in the Bible, just with the family, out of the family. And so I think my New Year's resolution really is finding balance this year, uh, trying to find a good, solid balance to where it's healthy for me to be with my family. Ministry is healthy. My personal devotion and, and spiritual guidance is, is healthy with God. And uh, just finding that, that groove, really. That's my, that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, I think you make a key point there when you, you speak about balance because the idea of a resolution is peaks and valleys things are you know in a in a lower place and i need to to pull them back up and 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 refocus on them there is some value in that maybe but but the idea of those resolutions can speak to some inconsistency so that balance you're talking about is key patrick what's your your take on these resolutions i reject your question (laughs) (laughs) i'm not uh, I'm not fond of of New Year's resolutions. I love resolutions. I think if you uh, look at the life of Jonathan Edwards, pastor back in the 1800s, who was a part of the Great Awakening, you see he resolved to do many things. And 
what a blessing it was to his life and and what a blessing he's been to the the Christian faith even with some uh, uh, thorns in his side for that but I, I, I'm more about aspirations and so I, I think what TJ talked about with balance and and rhythm I think we all need that God is a God of order right and so Absolutely. we need to uh, also find order in our lives uh, order ourselves after what he has said and so balance in our relationship with God, our relationship with our wife, our relationship with our children, and then our ministry. Um, so I think that's uh, exceptional. But aspirations to me more speaks of, of what we desire to do. And so um, we, we can resolve to do those things, but we all know most people um, two or Three days into the new year, we'll we'll have abandoned that. The gyms go back to having nobody in them. That's right. uh, the the diets are put on hold, and so I tell you, for us at Harmony Baptist, I just aspire for us to have a year where we re-engage and experience God in a deep, abiding way that we can walk with Him, and, and I say experience. I, People fall on either side of this argument, right? So how do we experience God? And most people think of that as as hyper-emotional, and that's not what we're after, but there is an emotional aspect to it. Um, some think it's just the, the, the intellectual side of it, and that's not all of it because devoid of emotion and connection, that's not who God is. Um, so it's this combination of all of them that comes together. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for an experience. Experience for our people that through what we're going to do at the beginning of the the year, the aspiration that we have to have 20 days of prayer and fasting, that through that time, we will start our year on the right foot. Uh, for those that have grown apathetic, for those that have uh, just been overwhelmed by life, for those that have experienced all number of things over the last two years, that this will be 20 days where we can taste and see that the Lord is good. Absolutely. And, and what you said there, I think, is key, is that if we take away some of that label of this New Year's resolution and we make them more of an aspiration as a result of taking inventory, and and refocusing reminding ourselves that that we do exist here at harmony baptist to make disciples of all people in all places of the glory of god are we in the place we need to be to be most effective in that and so what 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 is it that we are being called to do coming into this new year and and what better way to to find that focus and, and seeking that out right Right. TJ, have you fasted before? I have um, multiple times on my own uh, for different reasons. Uh, most of the time shorter than 20 days like we're talking about. Um, but I have done the fast with the church uh, in the years prior to this one. We've done uh, 20 days, 21 days, even 22 days of fasting. Um, but it was, we'll get into this later, I believe, but partial fasting. Um, and so I've done that before. Uh, I've done full day uh, fastings before, and um, it's an awesome time to kind of reconnect with God in a way. To when you when you feel that your body needs something, and uh, and you use that to kind of connect with God, it's a humbling experience that that brings you back to the the foremost need of everything, which is God. 
So, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's uh, important. I think fasting is one of those things that's just kind of been lost in uh, mainline Christianity. Uh, The understanding of denying ourselves in American Christianity is um, not something that we do regularly and so fasting is a denial of self a denial of a of a great need that we have in life how about you jason have you i have um i'm curious i'm gonna kind of reflect your question i think with a question um so i heard tj's answer there is there a difference between individual fasting and corporate fasting uh because yes i i uh, i've done some um fasting on my own of my my own choice along the way uh, but i've also participated in fast like we're doing here where we're we, we have you calling us as a body of believers collectively to enter into this 20 days of prayer and fasting and uh, a mixture similarly to tj that it's it's a partial fast or, or even a daniel fast i've done a couple times uh, that hopefully we'll be able to talk a little bit more about but um can you can you explain a little bit about that the the difference here and, and and tell us what the Bible says about that individual versus that corporate fast? Well, when you read the New Testament, the individual fasts are all often looked at with negativity because Jesus reflects on the the legalism of the Pharisees and how they would, uh, you know, in Matthew and and Luke, how they would make themselves look really poor and scrunch up their faces they're suffering through this time and how they would tell everybody how much they fasted and uh that that's not the point of this um the individual fasts that you see that are from a positive note in the old testament so you go back to nehemiah when 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 one of his brothers comes and tells him in nehemiah one the state of jerusalem and he hears that the walls have all been broken down so that the city of god lies in ruins he goes in Nehemiah 1, 4, and he spends days in prayer and fasting, mourning over the state of Jerusalem and pleading with God to show him individually what he needed to do about it. And so the individual fast, I believe, is always focused on uh, the personal connection with God, where the corporate fast comes and shows the people what they are to do on God's behalf to to reveal God's will to them for the the corporate entity of the church, and so you see that in Acts thirteen, where the church gathers together in in, in Antioch, and they uh, come around, they gather together, and they begin to pray and fast, and then they set aside Paul and Barnabas to go out on this missionary journey, and so it, they were seeking the will of God for the church of God. Individual is is for our a deeper of our connection. And that should happen as we participate in the corporate uh, fast, but also the corporate fast is designed to look to what God has for us as a church at Harmony Baptist. So in this corporate fast, uh, maybe we should go through a little bit of what it is you see uh, God is calling Harmony to do uh, in this time of prayer and fasting. It's my understanding you're going to have some guidance for us uh, through this time as to each day we're going to have uh, a particular thing that, that we'll be praying for and, and a verse that we'll be focusing on, correct? 
That's right. This this fast is for a re-engagement in the vision of Harmony Baptist to make disciples of all people in all places to the glory of God. It is a calling out of God's people at Harmony Baptist to take personal inventory of how they are contributing to this vision, how they are carrying out the mission to, to reach the lost and grow in Christ. So there, there's prayer prompts like, uh, day one, for example, says pray for God to bring salvation to someone through your personal evangelism. Uh, I think a lot of times people within the church look to the institution of the church as the evangelist. And so it's about bringing somebody to the church. It's about uh, the pastors going and being the ones to to bring somebody to the Lord. But every Christian is to be a witness. It's not not for the church as an institution to be the witness, but for each believer to do that. And that's the the first prayer prompt there is a, a, a charge to them to do that. So speaking of it being for every believer, TJ, this is not just for us as the adults in the church, correct? I mean, as your your responsibility there with, with the students and the children, uh, this is a call to every believer, is it not? Absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, I agree, 100%. It's not for just adults. It's for everyone that follows Jesus Christ. Uh, every believer in God that, that they would take a time to participate with this, but take a time to kind of, fast pray do all this so they can connect with god better uh, i like what patrick was talking about um that it's not the church as the establishment but for the individual witness when they talk about the church in the bible there's talking about the people right not a building or an establishment or you know even a block of ground um so when we're looking at you know what the direction that the church should take and different things like that of course uh, we have to have a mission and vision to reach goals and and you know be able to kind of you know see where we're at and what we're doing but when we talk about the church we're really talking about the people that make up the body here at harmony and that's for every church and that includes every generation because our children have a, a huge mission field at the elementary school, the middle school, and the high schools. And so there's there's no limit on uh, what the church is. You know, it's people that follow Jesus are the church and on a mission for him. And I think that that's one of the, the failures that we've had as the church. We just see our youth and children as the church of tomorrow when they yeah. are the church of today. Absolutely, they, are, yes. they have a huge mission field, most of the time bigger than what adults have. Like we work in a, a workplace. Most people work in a workplace that may have, you know, 60 to about 150 em- employees, at, you know, at the most. But then you got a, a school that's filled with 600 kids. It's kind of like hey, there's your mission field, right? And, and there's balance to be had here. When we talk about kids fasting, uh, for any of you that are listening, for anybody in our church, we're not saying everybody needs to do a full fast where they only drink liquids for 20 days. Right? Uh, kids need nutrition. They're growing. Their bodies require some things. But a partial fast is completely doable that they would give up one meal during the middle of the day. So you eat breakfast before the sun comes up. You eat dinner after the sun goes down. Every child can do that because I don't know about y'all. Sometimes I had to force my kid to eat that meal in the middle of the day. I was anyway. about to say, all I have to do is just trying to encourage my kids to eat dinner and it's not going to happen. <laughs> but when it's not time to eat, they eat. So, But, but I think we're on, a, on to something pretty important here because this is a great way for us to engage our families and and bring that discipleship to our family 
come together, find unity, and and participate in this corporate fast. And, and that family unit uh, is a way for us to take our individual ministry as husbands, as wives, as parents, and and find that uh, that opportunity of unity, even with our family unit. And then from there, it will grow with the other families that we're connected to into our community, into our small groups, into our, our work and, and school, et cetera, where we work, live, play, and learn. And, and you think about it, a lot of the prayers that we offer are not prayers of desperation. I, I pray with my children every night, and every night I hear them say some of the same things, and we're working through that. I, I've taught them the, the acts, prayers, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. But what I hear a lot is, God, I hope tomorrow's a good day. Uh, and it gets almost roped. But when they're hungry... And when we're hungry, when that, that, that it's three o'clock and we hadn't had that food and you sit down and you say, okay, we're going to pray before we eat this last meal, uh, you know, the, the nightly meal. When we say that, when we pray, then it'll be God, thank you for this food. Thank you that, uh, we can receive this from you. Thank you for the provisions that you've given. And so there's a, prayer of desperation that each of us needs to embody. And often we don't because we live in a land of plenty. Absolutely. And so we've danced around a little bit here speaking to what types of fasts there are. Uh, We've mentioned the full fast, the partial fast, the Daniel fast. Maybe we could offer a little bit of some practical guidance here to everyone listening about what those are and, and how they're um, how, how we walk those out, but I think it's probably worth saying that not only am, and are none of us a doctor, I don't think we do a good job even playing one on TV. So let's, uh, let's not try to take this as medical advice. Like Patrick said, you know, we, people have nutritional needs and, and maybe even some, some medical conditions where it wouldn't be safe. So we are not in a position here to give medical advice. However, Talk to the doctor. Do not to go doctor. to WebMD. <laughs> talk to your doctor. Uh, but if you can, if you're capable, right. and we know there's some limitations. I, I believe anybody can do the partial fast or the Daniel fast. I, I, I think those are some that anybody could do. Again, talk to your doctor. But uh, the full fast would be for 20 days, which is what we're doing, or one day or whatever it might be, that all you drink is, is water or, or juice over that the course of those, those days, whatever that fast may be. And that's a tough one. That is one that you really need to um, uh, consult medical uh, professionals about because we don't want you to enter into something that that leaves you uh, in, in a medical emergency. Uh, it is possible. There are people that do them on a regular basis. Um, but this is not a, a source of pride either. This is... Uh, a desire to truly engage with God on on a deeper level and, and having that need in your life will do that. Uh, the Daniel fast is, is based on uh, Daniel from the Old Testament as he is offered uh, the meat and all these rich foods by um, the, the kings and being a part of his court. And he rejects it and says, we just want Fruit and vegetables. You bring us fruit and vegetables. And the the, the cupbearers and those that were in charge of feeding them kind of pushed back against it. He said, listen, just test it out. Let me test it out for, for a couple of weeks, for 30 days or so, and see how I look. And if I'm not better after that time, then you will eat what you want. But after he, he did this for that 
amount of time when he came back, he looked better than all other people around him. He was uh, very energetic. And so Daniel fast, no meat, no sweets, no bread, just water and juice and eat fruits and vegetables. Then a partial fast is just what we talked about from uh, the time the sun comes up to the time the sun goes down. Uh, no, no food in that time, just drinks, um, water and uh, juice. Um, and I, I think anybody can do that. It's a challenge, and, and even with that, right? So, so we were joking around as a as a group earlier. Like when dark hits, it doesn't mean that you you throw down on uh, the Golden Corral buffet and just pull up a chair <laughs> there. Uh, it, it, you still want to 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 provide the sustenance that you may need in that day, but also, um, you know, maybe it's not all that you can eat. It's just enough to tide you over. Absolutely. And, and to that point, you mentioned we're not doing this for any sort of self-promotion. Uh, we we, we want to maintain a proper perspective in the fact that we are uh, we're, we're, we're depriving ourselves of that food and, and drawing ourselves back to a recognition of Thanksgiving for it. And so this conversation has been focused all on food when it comes to fasting. And so I'd ask, is fasting limited to food? common thing we may hear is I'm going to be fasting social media. Is that fasting? How does that apply as we go through this season and we say that we're in a time of 20 days of prayer and fasting? Yeah, I want to say that um, when it comes to biblical fasting, I think it's pretty evident that it comes to the things that we need. Social media, especially for me, I'm not on Facebook. Facebook fasting is a big thing. Um, I remember whenever I was in youth group many, many years ago that uh, soda fasting was a big thing. And now that I think about it and, and really look into it and dive into the scriptures, Facebook wouldn't be a thing for me. Like I'm not on Facebook that often and not, not unless I'm on Facebook Marketplace looking for something I don't need to spend money on. But um, like – it, it would it would do me no good. TJ's a really old young person. <laughs> I really, I really am. But uh, but then I look at the soda fasting. So I remember in youth group we we did this fast where we fasted from all sodas for a week, and it was like it, it was something that I wanted, but it wasn't a, a necessary item of life, right? It it wasn't anything that a need for. I don't me. know, Chad Coke Zero, pretty good, TJ. <laughs> This poor guy had to fast from it during COVID because they took it off the shelves for some reason. But, um, you know, there are people that have uh, really probably, uh, I would say, some toxic traits or tendencies on social media. Like They're there all the time. It's probably unhealthy. And they probably need to come off of Facebook or come off of, you know, Snapchat or Instagram, whatever it may be, TikTok even. But, um I don't know that that's a need for life. And I think whenever we're hungry for food, like substance of life kind of stuff, I think that really brings a more humbling effect in things that we want. Well, here's if you, if you don't have food for a long enough period, you'll die. Right. 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 If you don't have social media for a long enough time, you'll probably live. Yes. Well, and that's why I said there are some yep. toxic, probably aspects to that. Where there are people that will have mental breakdowns. You may even not be better. Yes, no, I, I think. <laughs> but but it will. Yeah, it does not. It, it doesn't 
it, it won't it doesn't bring life like i mean no. you have to have food you don't and have biblically a fast is giving up food right for uh, a certain amount of time be it a day or uh, a a week or 20 days or like jesus and moses 40 days um that is biblically what it is now is it beneficial for people to give up social media during a time of 20 days of prayer and fasting? Absolutely, because social media in many ways just robs us of the time that should be devoted to Jesus. It robs us of time that should be devoted to his glory and loving our families or or, or studying the word of God. And so is there redeeming qualities? Absolutely. It, social media has plenty of redeeming qualities. It is a place where the gospel needs to go forth. But should it overwhelm people in, in their time management the way it does? Absolutely not. But is Facebook fasting the type of fasting that we're speaking of? No. Yeah, and, and here we all are sitting doing a podcast. Uh, Which will be on social media. And, and shared on social media. So it has its value, of course. But let's remind ourselves of, of what, to what end are we doing this fasting? As we, as we wrap this up today. It's, it's to what end? And, and if we look at these 20 days of prayer and fasting each day, there is a specific target that we're being called to pray for. And the, the, the fast is there as a way of refocusing us to the mission at hand for Harmony Baptist. So obviously, as usual, we will provide some, some uh, Bible verses and books and such, some additional resources in the show notes to supplement our discussion today. But but any closing thoughts, TJ or Patrick? Can we put the um the twenty days of prayer and fasting in our show notes too? That way, if anybody Absolutely. that's listening wants to join along Absolutely. with, yeah, you sure. can also find those on our Facebook page. There you go. <laughs> in our website. as long as you're not <laughs> fasting <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but here's the thing: I, I, when you look at fasting in the Bible, a lot of people come to fasting because their hearts are broken over something. And what I really want for us as we enter into this time is for our hearts to break over the lostness in the world around us. I want our hearts to break over the apathy of many Christians that are, are okay to sit back and, and watch the world go to hell because they've got their ticket to heaven. I want our hearts to break that our children may grow up in a world that, that, hates the work of God in, in a culture that, that should be influenced by the millions of Christians that live here but are overwhelmed by the mob mentality. And so I hope that those things will be what drives it. Not a pride, but a desire to cry out to God because your hearts are broken and you have compassion for those that are lost. Patrick, it's such a, an encouragement to hear your heart for the Great Commission and for your leadership in this time to, uh, to push us as a body of believers here at Harmony Baptist into an, a, a biblical alignment of prayer and fasting with that goal of seeing the gospel message go forward. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us today on Season 2 episode one of the Harmony Perspective. Don't get hangry.